people of Earth, and welcome back to Wallflower Hours. I hope you all had an amazing Christmas and New Year's Day celebration. Personally, I got to have some honey roasted ham on both occasions, which is absolutely to die for. Now before we get into this week's episodes, that's right, plural episodes, I would just like to say thank you for all the support that this podcast has gotten over the past two weeks. And if you're here right now, thanks for coming back. Now this week is a two-parter series with the first part coming out today, Friday, January 8th, and the second coming out tomorrow, Saturday, January 9th. Now you, you might be asking why that is. Well, this week I interviewed a few friends in the education system. Grace, who is an old friend of mine from high school, Natalie, who is a current friend from college, and Nigel, who is one of my old high school teachers. I asked them about their educational journeys through the pandemic and how it's affected them. I originally meant for all three interviews to be in one episode, and you'll hear that by the way that I introduced Nigel, but after interviewing him, I felt that it should be its own standalone episode because of how insightful it was, as well as the length of the interview itself. So without further ado, let's get right into it. All right, and now certainly last but not least, we have Nigel Shum, my old tap teacher. Welcome, Nigel. How are you today? I'm doing good. I just wrapped up teaching, oh God, how many hours of Zoom class did I teach today? Um, I taught, let's say, I think eight Zoom classes today from Valley Christian. I had my classes in the morning and then I had my studio classes uh, later this afternoon and late into the night. So um, burnt out a little bit from Zoom and everything like that, but I'm sure we'll get into all that stuff. But yeah, I'm just excited to be on your podcast, excited to be one of the guests. Wow, yeah. So you've certainly had a, had a really busy day before before coming on. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like it's, it's now, I mean, since the start of when we start in March, when we switched out to Zoom and we kind of been doing it like that ever since mm -hmm. then, uh, just teaching Zoom classes, just nonstop staring at screens, trying to connect with kids that way. But uh, yeah, just busy, busy. I'm sure. <laughs> so why don't we start off by telling uh, telling us a little bit about yourself? Uh, where are you from? What major did you pursue in college? And what classes do you teach now? Cool. Let's do it. So my name is Nigel Shum. I am, uh, let's see, we'll go into like a full bio. I am Canadian and uh, Chinese. I was born actually in Canada, in Ottawa, Canada, Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Mm. Um, I moved to California when I was young. My, my dad got a job here, so we moved out here, but my roots are still out in Canada. Um, grew up here. Um, I obviously, I got into dancing at a very young age. Tap dance was one of my favorite things I fell in love with. And it grew up to be something that I just enjoyed doing so much as well as all other forms of dance as well. But tap was just kind of the main one I kind of stuck with. Mm -hmm. And as I started growing up, I got into kind of high school and I started teaching a little bit more. I started teaching some tap classes here and there. And kind of fast forwarding, I got into college. I went to San Jose State University. I was a communications major. So talking is one of my favorite things to do. I enjoyed doing that a lot. And in college itself, I actually opened up my own dance studio with one of my very good friends. I've danced with him for almost forever. And one of our kind of dreams was to open up our own studio. So because we enjoyed teaching so much, but we what we wanted to do was kind of have our own thing and build our own culture. It, our studio is actually called Creative Culture Dance Academy. Yep. We've owned it now for eight to, this is going into year, this is year eight right now. So it's been successful. It's been fun. After that, through college, um, 
I ended up getting then after that my master's in education, and then I started teaching at Valley Christian, where I ultimately uh, met you, <laughs> and you took my tap class, and then we did some other things where there were, I helped choreograph some shows and stuff, and I was a, a big part in kind of doing some of that stuff in the theater and kind of helping with the tap things and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean it's 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 been a fun ride. I mean we're 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 still kicking through it. Valley's and Valley's a fun place to work. I mean I enjoy doing what I do there and I enjoy having my own studio as well. Having both jobs is definitely something that's stressful at the same time, but it's also rewarding in the fact that because I get to work with so many students, because I get to interact with so many people, um, it's just kind of a new experience every day for me in the sense that like I get to see new faces and I get to kind of dictate how I run my classes every day. So it's not going and kind of repetitive do the same thing it's just kind of a new thing so it keeps it fresh it keeps it light but overall it's tons of fun oh yeah i mean it sounds like you you certainly achieved a lot in in these years i mean starting your own dance studio is is a is a big thing and and you know doing that while teaching is is a very challenging thing so it's 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 nice to hear that you're you know you're still striving through all this exactly yeah. <laughs> so to go yeah. sort of uh switching to um how you're dealing with this from a teaching perspective. Um, so how did your uh, lesson plans, class activities and tests look before the pandemic and how are they looking now? Like how was the transition? Um, Got it. Sort of the difference between the two. Mm -hmm. So in person, when I teach my in-person dance classes, there's a lot more I can do. So in terms of like, just, I would say basic class structure, things are, very it's just similar to a point in the sense that for say specific my tap class um we go through a full warm-up we go into maybe some specific exercises but the majority of it because it i mean it's a case by case for each student depending on how much room they have to do stuff so i can't do for instance things like where we used to do exercises like across the dance floor i would have to make up little exercises for just kind of the square box that they're dancing on their little screen because they don't have X amount of room to kind of go all over the place. So mm -hmm. it differs in that way where I kind of have space requirements are a big thing um, that students kind of have. I mean, some of them have more, some of them have less. So I, as a teacher, kind of have to adapt my teaching to keep it within the parameters and make sure everybody is included if that makes sense so i don't want to do something that's going to kind of travel all over the place when i have a student who's kind of doing it on a little piece of wood in their bedroom so it's kind of adapting for things like that in terms of like the testing and everything what we had to do because everything's online and it's hard through like a zoom or a google classroom or webex whatever one each one uses um it's hard to watch them do things within there because there can be lag time. There can be lag time from their side or my side. Mm -hmm. If there's something with music, sometimes it's not always synced up. So how I've had to do my assessments and my quizzes tests for my dance class and stuff like that is it has to be video submission. So students create a Google Drive folder. They record on their cell phone, iPad, etc. They record it in real time. That way when they send it, I can watch it in the time they have in it all the audio and everything kind of syncs up especially in tap when it's making noise yeah. the tough part through zoom it's like it makes noise like i see them kind of move their feet sometimes and then i hear it like after their feet move when i see them 
kind of real time when I'm watching them in my class. So having the the features, I mean, we're lucky enough to live in a world now that we have all these technology like features that we can kind of utilize in terms of like they have a phone in their hands and then they can just kind of record something real quick and send it to me by the end of class. Mm-hmm. And then assessments, they can take more time. So adapting in that way has been big. Um, trying to do more just at different exercises and different like dances I like to kind of pull out for some of the students and things like that, just to kind of keep it fun and light because they're they're just kind of chugging along on Zoom or whatever they are and all day long. I keep saying Zoom because that's all I use forever, but uh, they kind of took over the platform. They kind of capitalized on their whole thing. Yeah, I just, just trying to make it fun and light for everybody, trying to use my time in the beginning to like check in with each one of my students, whether it be a class of five or a class of 20, just to kind of see how they're doing, just trying to relate to them and just take some time out of their day to like have some interaction because it's, I'm sure through lockdown, it can get lonely. Uh, and yeah, just trying to do stuff like that. And in the classroom itself, just try to keep it light, try to keep it airy. No, not a lot of pressure, not a lot of stress I'm trying to build in my classes because I'm sure in their other classes, I'm sure you know this too, maybe it's taking GE classes or anything in college. It, it can be, it's tough through Zoom. I can tell like it's tough just trying to be online and learn and grasp everything through just watching just a screen all day long and just trying to stay focused is I think the toughest thing for all these students. For instance, like when we were in tap class, like last year, like I have kids on the right side of the room and the left side of the room, I have them in the front or the back. Like they kind of, you kind of solidify that like spot that you enjoy learning stuff from, whether that be here or there through, through like a screen, like you're, I'm kind of in one spot the entire time. So they're kind of looking directly at it. They don't have the opportunity to, whether that be even something as simple as like a mirror, being able to have a mirror while you're doing dance is such a crucial part. And again, not everyone has that because to mm-hmm. be able to do dance is like, it's an amazing art form where it just allows freedom of expression, but having to just stare at a screen and do that kind of takes away from that, um, that kind of element of dance itself because it becomes so robotic almost of like, I got to watch that and then replicate it rather than, okay, I'm looking to the left, I'm watching the teacher, if it's if there's in like person watching the teacher and then I can look in the mirror and I can kind of watch myself do it. I have my friends around me. I have other people kind of doing it too. There's an energy that is lost when we have like the, when you're doing dance class or doing stuff by yourself, whether it be like, like I said, a dance class or, in educational class, there's an energy that's lost when we're doing it like that. And then the energy is gained when we have it in the classroom itself, in person, when there's the people around, when you can hear the music, whether it be, and then the teacher's energy and all that stuff, it kind of helps aid into learning. It's a big part of learning. And I can tell that uh, it is, it's taken a hit for a lot of people. And like you said, just trying to learn through a screen, it's, it can be tough. It can be challenging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And conducting a class and creating activities and lesson plans is, is, is already such a big challenge for teachers. I feel like, you know, you're, it's your own class and you have to figure out how to, you know, help students on their journey of, of whatever topic that you're teaching yeah. them in. Um, and so how have lock, the lockdowns and, you know, being indoors constantly, how has that affected your, your motivation to be consistent in, in your wow, teaching? This is, I like this question. This is a fun question. Um, Honestly, it's, it's, this has been one of the hardest things for 
a teacher, I feel like, to stay motivated, exactly like you said, the motivation parts, to stay motivated to continue to be there consistently, to continue to show up and give 100% when, A, like it's, again, it's a, it's a terrible thing for almost everyone. Like, I mean, I wake up, I, I go to, I thankfully have my studio where I can teach my classes, so I go there. But again, I'm all by myself. There's mm-hmm. there's a lack of energy, right? And then I see my students. Yes, I connect with them. I talk with them. But then we get into class. And I mean, they're all on, on mute and they have their cameras on and they're watching me do stuff. But again, I like, I would, I'll call out and be like, hey, do you guys all understand? And then it's just a quick thumbs up, which is fine, which I get, which is the whole thing. But there's that. The lack of like human face-to-face interaction is for myself as a teacher, because I, because I teach dance and it's, it's such a personal thing to be able to kind of move and move around with people and just to kind of do all that. It's um, the motivation part is, is really hard to just be able to kind of bring my A game every day, but it's something that I think has also sharpened me as a teacher and also is going to make me cherish those moments more when we do go back to in-person, when I do have those human student interactions, student teacher interactions, I think it's also, it's going to make it even more um, beneficial, I think for them. And um, it's going to be more rewarding for me when I put even more energy, when I get to see all of my students in person, like some of them, like I have students this year at Valley Christian that I've I've seen, and some of them, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but I mean, fingers crossed that maybe we have something by the end of the year. But some of them I might not meet in person for the whole year, which sounds crazy to me because I'm such yeah. a personal teacher. I like to kind of connect with everyone in my classes and kind of get to know little bits and pieces about them um, because that's that's one of the things I find that teachers. Um, should be doing is just kind of trying to connect with each student so they feel welcomed and um, comfortable in each class. So the motivation part, kind of tying this all back together, just trying to stay motivated is a tough, very hard thing for teachers to do because it's so it's so strenuous to just come up with stuff and then just be by yourself and then just, just keep pushing it into just a tiny screen and you get little to no interaction back, it does get tough. And then when the amount of time has added into that too, of like it happened all the end of last year. And then now we're full through a full semester and then continuing on through almost into this semester, trying to keep that same energy level is definitely hard, but it's going to, there's a, there's a silver lining. There's a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. If I have to say like that, we, Obviously, we'll eventually get through it. And then I think teacher-student relationships will benefit from it in the future because students will want to kind of connect a little bit more with their teachers and they're going to kind of miss that personal interaction. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I... Going throughout high school and even through college now, I've tried to make little connections with with my sure. teachers, and you know, I've, I've tried to make them as best as I can. Um, um, even though you know, going into class, you know, my thought is, you know, just just get through the of day course. because honestly, as as a student, it's it's hard to to find that right. motivation because um, most of the time, it's it's not the teacher's fault in my eyes. It's not their fault that I'm unmotivated, um, and it's 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 not their fault that sometimes. You know, I just I just blank out or things like that, and and personally, I feel more engaged when I'm in in a in a, 
a classroom sure. setting and being mm -hmm. able to to see them in person and being able to actually hear right. their voice and not just you know kind of robotty sometimes exactly. through Zoom. Um, and so I know that that a lot of students have been affected by this uh, mentally, mm -hmm. uh, and there and a lot of uh, a lot of my friends have been suffered or have suffered um, sure, mentally of course. You know, through, through their through their own of mental course. health. So I want to ask you how how the lockdowns have affected your mental health, and you know, like uh, and how much, um, and do you think do you think about how how this has affected your mm -hmm. students' mental health um, as well? Oh yeah, that just my mental health in general. Um, I'm all. I mean, you you've kind of experienced this when you had my class again last year. Like, uh, I never really have like, like, I don't know, like I always come in with a lot of energy. Like my, my whole, like, I guess shtick as a teacher is just positivity is my biggest thing. I just try to come in. I just try to have my students enjoy being where they are and enjoy having that moment of the day where they can dance because it's such a free thing. So my mental health through kind of this lockdown, um, it's, I mean, it's an up and down roller coaster. I mean, everyone has their, their battles with their mental health, whether they say they do or they say they don't. Um, I believe that everyone does have ups and downs. It's just a thing. And some people suffer from it more than others. And I know that for a lot of, a lot of students, this can be um, really hard because at this age for, I mean, I, I guess from, from my point of view, like the high school to junior high, which I teach, um, this kind of, the junior high, I don't know if it really affects them fully as much. I don't know if they fully understood the, and comprehended what what is at stake and what they are really missing. I know they go, oh, I want to see my friends and stuff like mm -hmm. that, but I don't know if they fully understand the impact that this is having on their education and what this is doing socially for them because they're already yeah. creatures of habit in the sense that like they're already attached to the, the to their technology and they're so glued to it and now through this lockdown just kind of that's like really in a sense like their only option or hang out with a sibling or anything like that if they do have it um i think it's putting a lot of strain on the youth just having to only do technology stuff and i don't i think socially it's going to have an impact for them um High school, mm -hmm. high school, I think it's hit a little bit harder. I think they have a, a more clear realization of like, this is really impacting. Say if you're a senior in high school right now and you're looking to um, apply to schools next year, like, what does this look like? What are I, cause for me, I, I've been so many years out of college. I don't know um, really what, I mean, college was, for me, like it wasn't, I got into San Jose state, so I, I didn't really shoot for the moon. Um, for that, like for students who are like maybe applying to upper, like upper level colleges, maybe like universities, um, anything like that. I mean, I, I don't know how this is going to affect them if maybe they're struggling at home with learning through a computer because it's not for everybody. This is a specific mode of learning that cater to some people and cater to or don't cater to others there's the idea of like some people are audio learners like they need to like kind of be there in person listen and then kind of see the actual teachers like talk to them walk through things and at home it's there's so many distractions for all the students and i can mm. see that 
I can see it leading into like, if they're not succeeding in their class, then they're maybe beating themselves up because they're not fully focused. But it's not really their fault that they're not fully focused because technology is kind of like all over the place. And it's so easy to just look left and check your phone or open your iPad and check something. And, oh, my teacher's not going to see me do this. And then it kind of falls back on them. And it's kind of a, it's got to be a roller coaster effect also for these high school students. I mean, it's, it's got to be a lot for them. I can see it kind of affecting their mental health a lot. I mean, I have high school students right now um, at Valley. It's, I mean, it's tough. I, I got I to gotta be honest. I mean, it's, they, I mean, my classes are also too at like 7.30 and 8.30 in the morning. So that's, that's, all, that's also yeah. like the worst time. Because myself, like <laughs> I'm tired and I know they're tired. And I tell them every day too, like when I wake up, I'm like, yeah, we're, we're on the same boat. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm not tired and I'm not going to push through it. But like, I understand you guys are, let's just get into the day. Let's have like a fun little class for a little bit. And then you can kind of go on your way from there. But like, it's tough. I mean, especially for my dance classes at that time, I can see some of them like with, uh, like the work they turn in, like, it's good. Like I I have a lot of communication and stuff with them, the high school ones, and I can see it being affected. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. it's hard. I mean, there's less, I feel like there's less accountability is a big thing because yeah, the accountability of showing up every day and seeing your teacher face to face and like interacting with the students is different than just like logging on and then just seeing them on camera. And then you're just, you're in the safety of your home. And you're in the safety of your room, whether that be. And then I feel like that leads into this, this sensation of just like, okay, like I'll get it done when I get it done. Not just like classwork in school, their homework and they have to show up the next day and have to turn in a physical thing or just turn it in online. You could just use the excuse, oh, like it didn't turn in. My computer wasn't working. The iPad wasn't working. It leads into a lot of that stuff. Um, so overall mental health for students, I think it's taking a big hit on them. Um, college students i think it's also impacting i'm sure a lot as well i mean you can kind of cater into this for yourself too um like how for sure i mean i feel like for college students like i mean you guys are you're taking different level classes i mean some colleges are like you can take online classes but i feel like there's there's a want i mean for wanting the college experience at the same time i don't know so are you I'll, I'll, I guess I'm asking you a question now. Are you, um, you said you're at, you're at uh, <laughs> cool. Azusa Pacific, you said, right? Yeah, um, correct. Did you, are you living out there? Or are you living back home still? What is your whole setup? Uh, I'm still living at home okay. currently. Yeah. Just doing all um, so we were not, we were not on, uh, on campus last semester, obviously. And, uh, this semester, unfortunately, we're, we're not going to sure. go back because, uh, LA in itself is, is not doing oh, very yeah, well. Yeah, right I know. Now. I, I have a couple <laughs> friends who live down in LA and they just, I mean, they just, it's not good, but, um, yeah, I mean, so for you, um, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a, wa- a want from your end and then like kind of almost like a need like that, that you kind of want that college and need that college experience, that full, like I'm moving to LA, I'm going to college, I'm kind of interacting with students, professors, this and that. I'm sure from your perspective, that's gotta be something that takes a toll on your mental health as well. Right? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, um, going like kind of the the weird transition between like there's there's always like a really uh-huh. it's a hard transition going from from high school to college because you're going into a place right. where you've never been to or no i mean like not really been to it if you if you've 
visited it or not visited the college beforehand or not exactly and i and i was able to uh-huh. but you know going to the college is its own experience and its own its own adventure and you know um exactly and not knowing anyone um and i was lucky sure. enough to be uh to go into a major uh, i'm a theater major um to a major where there yeah. is a sense of community and a sense of of, of like course. everyone is yeah, like yeah. everyone wants to be in touch with each other um, and I've been fortunate nice. enough to to uh, to make friends uh, in in my major, nice. but you know I I can't I can't even imagine what it's like for for other majors that don't necessarily have that sense of community, um, you know like math majors like or, or biotech, science, yeah, like math majors, same thing, yeah. yeah people it's who, be tough. people who don't inherently have communities in their major, um, or maybe exactly. they do, you know, maybe yeah. they've been fortunate enough to to be. And it may, uh, like be with other people that that want that sense of community, but I, I feel like for the most sure. part, it's 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 harder um, with with other majors. It is, uh, yeah, yeah, dang, yeah. I know it's it's got to be tough. I mean, when I myself, when I was, I, I didn't really have the full college experience, so to say. I I was, I mean, San Jose State, so it was local for me, so I never did the dorming or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I was a communications major which is like just the art of studying communications in itself so it was we i kind of found a group and i mean communications majors love to talk and that's why we choose the major because talking is talking is fun and we're interested in the different modes of communicating how we do all that kind of stuff um so i kind of found that was like you kind of have with some of the theater students Mm -hmm. um just like a little community itself where you meet people you're interested and in. that was kind of our whole thing so like yeah kind of competing with what you said like it's got to be for these other majors and stuff that maybe are huge huge majors and have like maybe a business course that has 80 students in it it's got to be hard to find like a couple people maybe but to have that community i i think is good for you i think that's awesome that mm, you yeah. connected with some people even through like even through all this that connected with them and i feel like it's going to kind of be rewarding when you do actually maybe meet them in person or kind of connect with them all the way like that. That'd be cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so what has been the hardest part about being a teacher through all this in, in the pandemic? The hardest part, yeah. this is another fun question. I like this. The hardest part for me in specific, and this might be like a, just a personal thing mm-hmm. is the, my I'm missing the connection with all of my students and new students, I should say. Like I have previous students who have taken a class from me last year that are taking from me again that I've already established that interpersonal like connection. So it's easier for me to just kind of see them and just check in with them. The ones who don't really fully know me yet don't have a full understanding of how I teach yeah. and how I interact with students person like interpersonally because my my whole thing is like yes i teach dance that is it's it's an amazing thing and i enjoy doing it but the students i teach at valley christian aren't don't have really aspirations 90 i would say 99 percent of them don't have aspirations of being professional dancers and i make that connection with them um because they're doing it i mean the kids that i teach in the hip-hop class are doing it because they watched a couple tiktoks and they thought that it would be kind of fun and I think it's kind of fun. And I, I let them know. I say, hey, like, we'll we'll do some TikTok type, TikTok type movements and stuff like that. But um, overall, like, we're going to learn, obviously, the elements of hip hop and everything. Same thing, like, in uh, just, I just feel like for me, because 
I like when I teach a class and when I'm in there in person, I make it a point. One of my things that every year I make it a point to learn something, at least like one to two, three things about all of my students and just make that connection with them. So when I see them passing the hallways or I see them maybe the next year, or they, they take my class again. Like my goal is not for them to like, want, like, I guess I, I want them to take my class every year, but like my goal is like for them to leave my class feeling that they one had a good time, one, they felt comfortable and like I built some confidence in them. And then like that, they can also like talk to me when I'm like walking down the hallway, like they can wave hi to me. They don't have to feel like they left the class and don't know who I am. Yeah. Like they, they can't, they don't like see me in the hallway and think, Oh, like he doesn't remember me. Like I remember all my students. I make it a point to physically, like just remember all of them. And when I see them in the hallways, I wave at them. I try to ask them questions. How are they doing today? What class you have? Where are you going next? How are you doing in this class? How's this going? If I remember a specific thing, oh, like what, if it's for my top kids in last year, like, oh, are you doing anything like theater wise? Um, are you doing dance classes outside? Like are you doing sports, hobbies, anything like that. That's my biggest thing is to try to connect with all my students. Mm. And I have a lot and I do, I do my best um, to personally connect with all of them because I feel like when I was a student, um, I made a couple really personal like valuable connections with some of my teachers and i felt like that those are the teachers i'll always remember mm. and then i'll i'll think back i can remember like specific teachers names but i don't know them personally like i never knew them but the ones that made an impact on my life are the ones that i personally knew and that i would see in the hallways and i would say hi to them and they would ask me about things they would make that connection they made school I mean, at that age, a little bit easier, a little bit more fun to go to. And you felt like you had, at that time, an adult, someone who was a teacher and someone who you maybe looked up to, to make that connection with and just to talk to you that day. Maybe it's, okay, I'm having a bad day. That I know he's going to want to talk to me. He's going to want to connect with me that way. So tying this all back, the hardest thing is not being able to establish that because it's hard through a screen. It's hard for me to try to get all of them to like know who I really am when they haven't ex fully experienced that. I do the best I can to try to do it. And it's, I, I mean, it's successful enough, I guess, in the point that like they, I guess they are having fun and they at least like somewhat talk to me in the classes and stuff like that. But I, it's, it's missing that personal touch. It's missing the in-person, like being able to connect with them, see them in the hallways, talk with them, joke around with them, all that stuff. Like mm. all, like my junior high kids, especially, um, that was one of the biggest things I enjoyed about teaching junior high last year was like walking down the hallways and them just when they're in their class, just waving high. Simple things like that. I think like when they like light up and just like they see me and just wave high or they come in and just want to talk to me during lunch that kind of stuff. Like, I don't really get that. Like I have a couple of my students from last year that want to just like stick around in my third period class and like not go to their fourth period. And I keep having to like, I just end the meeting on them because they just won't <laughs> leave themselves. So it's, it's, it's like silly things like that where they just like, they'll hang out and they'll continue to hang out. Like, yes, like I hate like just ending the meeting on them because I don't, don't want to be like that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, there's like a collective group of them that just kind of hang out and then they, like, they talk with me and I just kind of connect with them too. And 
yeah, I feel like that's that's kind of the biggest aspect that's kind of missing and the hardest part about it. Uh, yeah, I mean that's yeah. I can't imagine, you know, being someone that that is you know constantly you know, connecting with people and then, then not mm. being able to connect with people. I imagine that's, that's, that's extremely difficult. Oh, I know. Um, you know, and personally, um, yes. you know, I, I loved being in your class, um, when I was able to, to awesome. be in there in person and, and just kind of dance. Cause sure. you know, like learning tap for the mm-hmm. first time and, and kind of tripping over myself. Um, <laughs> I think it was a lot of fun <laughs> to just yeah. Have, yeah. A, have a class where I could relax and just, you know, have fun. And, and, you know, um, exactly. and, even, and even though there, uh, there are definitely times where I was, you know, just dog tired in the morning. Cause that's, that's when our, our, our dance, our of dance period was, it was right in the morning after it was like second period. <laughs> I know. I remember, I remember you coming in and I remember you would, uh, you would sleep sometimes <laughs> you would just head down and just, yeah. And then, and, and I know it too. And I, mm-hmm. I can't be mad at him because when I was your age, I would do the same thing. I mean, just, it's, it's tough. It's just we're mm-hmm. some days we're tired. Some days we come in and it's just we're tired. Other days we have the energy and we're all up in it. And that's the the fluctuation of growing up and going through all that. And I'm aware of it as a teacher and <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's it's fun. Yeah. It's just it's oh, kind yeah, of back for and sure, forth. For sure. Uh and lastly, do you have any uh final thoughts about about online school, the pandemic, or maybe even just some advice that you'd like to you'd like to share for teachers or, or students? Um, for students, this is, uh, I'm, I, I'm glad you asked this question too. Teachers wise teachers. I mean, they're going to just kind of continue to do what they do. I am the toughest part for, um, teachers is if they're not tech, like if they're not techies or like technical people, like if they don't really know technology. And that was one of the biggest things that we had a bunch of training at Valley Christian to get accustomed mm-hmm. with all this, like to be able to share your screen, to be able to like, when you're sharing a video to like optimize it. So it would like, <laughs> the sound would all like link up and everything. It's uh, you would think like the whole, like teach a dog, like new tricks or what, yep. whatever that saying is. Um, it's, it, it, it was tough. It was tough for some of the other teachers, but like, if you're not that, that's, it's just becoming more aware of that technology is like a big part of everything. Just teacher wise, like, the more we can get accustomed to technology, it's going to make teaching a lot easier. And then students, advice for students, talk to your teachers, whether that be sending them an email, asking them a question about an assignment, whether that be saying good morning in the chat on Zoom or WebEx or whatever Google Classroom you're doing. Talk to them. Something simple. doesn't have to be anything extravagant. Like you can ask them if you feel up to it, ask them some questions, mm-hmm. see how they're doing. Like just check in with them. If that's who you are, if it's, if you're not that person, totally fine. Say good morning, right? Send in a little chat, send an email about an assignment. Even if you kind of know, if you have like a little question, instead of like maybe going to mom and dad or anything like that, send them an email, mm-hmm. just see what they say. Because they like, like students are looking for interaction and they, as much as they like, have like a lot of work they have to do. I, I, I mean, for myself, I feel like that that establishes a connection. If I have a student that emails me and says, Hey, like I have a question about like this dance assignment we're doing. Can you send me an additional video? 
I'm going to think, okay, that student's being proactive. That student is trying for this specific assignment. And then when I go and view their video later, I'm going to have that in mind. So I'm going to look at that and I'm going to say, okay, this person put work out. Yes, learning th through Zoom is hard. So they're, I'm going to be a little bit more sympathetic yeah. with their grades. Like people get good grades in my class. That's what it is. But I feel like other classes, it's got to be, I feel like teachers have to have a similar mindset because if you're a student who just doesn't talk to the teacher, doesn't do anything, is just kind of pushing it through, which a lot of students are, and it's not bad. It's not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I just, if you can make that connection, I think it leads into like, if you say something, Hey, I have a question about this assignment. Hey, can you do this? Or you say something like, good morning, that teacher's going to make the connection of remembering your name. And then if you say, Hey, Oh shoot, I forgot to turn this assignment in. Oh, can I have an extra day? They might be more inclined to give you that extra bit because you've put the initiative and you've put the extra effort out to establish mm -hmm. that connection. So I feel like connections are a big thing. If, if a student doesn't do that and then they come last minute, like I've had, I mean, I've had students in the past do that. Junior high ones especially, they love to last minute, oh shoot, I didn't know we had this assignment. There's, it's impossible. You didn't know we had this assignment. There's like, you must've, you, you, you must've been on, like, you must've had me on mute in the past like week because there's no way you didn't know we had it. So like, you have to be able to know, like, there's no way like, oh shoot. And like, well, no, listen, and I'm sympathetic because it's fine. They're on Zoom. It's like, I'll give you an extra day. It's cool. I won't. Other students, if you connect with me, let me know. Hey, on Wednesday, like if this assignment's due on Friday, on Wednesday, they message me, Hey, shoot, I've been working on this dance assignment. I have an appointment on Friday. Can I send it to you later that night if I get it done? I might say, hey, you know what? If you can get it there, cool. If not, take like, you can get it me Saturday or Sunday, whatever. Like just mm -hmm. get it into me when you can. Some, stuff like that, because I know they reached out beforehand and they took the initiative to establish that with me. Not like last minute, oh shoot. So simple things like that as students, try to make little connections with your teachers. Mm -hmm. Say good morning to them. Say good afternoon. They'll love it. They'll love it. They'll eat it up because they, they're teachers for a reason because they want to teach. They, they're teachers. And that's, that's the, the difference between like a good and bad teacher are good teachers actively want their students to connect with them. I feel like bad teachers in that sense are the ones that just kind of shun and like, just try to push away that connection, you know, because you went into teaching not to like work with the other adults in your class, like to work with students. Like that, that was the goal of being a teacher. Like I, I set out because I want to teach students this, this specific thing. So your goal is really interacting with students and the interaction that you create and the relationships you create with the students will help you teach that specific subject, whatever it is. Cause if the students are actively engaged and like, they like you, they want to be in your class, they're going to want to oh, learn yeah. what you're going to say. So that's my biggest thing. My, it just, the more you can just try to do that, it leads into it. And then maybe it makes that teacher's day a little bit better. Maybe you say that good morning, good afternoon, and that teacher kind of lights up and then maybe they teach the lesson a little bit more perky. They, they get up a little bit and they put a little bit more energy in that day. And maybe that benefits mm -hmm. you as the student. Simple things like that. Um, I feel like we, it goes over a lot of people's head. They don't feel like that. It makes an impact when it could. Definitely. It, it really could. If that person's having a bad day, whether that be student or teacher, simple things can make endless amounts of impact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
Well, uh, well, thank you so much for 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 being on here and and for the advice and and, and really just uh, of course giving everyone an, an insight to to what it is to be a teacher in in this whole situation. I mean, personally, definitely. You know, I, I have a lot of respect for 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 teachers during this time. You know, with with everything, mm-hmm. it, it's hard financially, mm-hmm. emotionally, mentally. Um, sure, and yet there are a lot of teachers that are just pushing through and, and teachers like you that are, that are making an effort mm-hmm. to, to still connect and to still consistently make their class enjoyable. And, um, and I just hope that, yeah. that, you know, when things are, are back to normal or at least, uh, some form of normal, um, <laughs> sure. that, yeah, whatever that looks like, that you'll right? still be yeah. able to go strong. <laughs> you'll still be able to connect and, and, uh, you know, hopefully when I when I'm able to visit Valley again, uh, I'll be able to to drop in and and uh, crash a couple of classes. <laughs> yes, that would be amazing. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Oh, that I can't wait for that moment. I'm I'm so happy for you that you're starting mm-hmm. this podcast. Podcasts, like I said, like before, is podcasts are such a fun thing. I feel like it's an amazing way to just connect with people to just talk about stuff, talk about real topics and just kind of hear different insights from different people. That's why, I mean, just, I listen to so many and it's so much fun to just hear different perspectives on things. And I'm happy and I'm, I commend you for starting a podcast. It's gotta be, it's, it's, it's a big uh, kind of like a, a jump. Like we're just, okay. I, you said, I think in one of the, the introductory episodes that mm-hmm. I, I listened to, like, this is kind of been a long time coming. So I'm kind of happy that it's coming to fruition. I'm happy that, I get to be one of the guests too, because this is a fun thing for me. And yeah, I just overall just happy to be right. happy to help. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Um, uh, it's been great to have you on. Uh, and uh, hopefully maybe someday we'll have you on in a future episode about dance. I don't know. I'm still planning everything out, but uh, yeah. Thank you so much for joining. That'd be great. <laughs> I look forward to it. Cool. Cool. Awesome.